This episode of The Chase Report is brought to you by Channel 7's latest cooking show, The Government's Hottest Takes, where your favourite senators cook up the worst opinions instead of helping everyday Australians. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report on Tuesday the 24th of August 2021, which, Charles and Gabby, is the second day on which we Sydneysiders have to wear a mask every moment when we walk outside the house. Not just Sydneysiders, Dom, the whole of New South Wales, masks are now compulsory outside, but I've got a life hack. You've got a hack? I've got a hack for that. I'm somehow sceptical, Gabby. Are you sceptical of Charles' hacks? I'm always sceptical of Charles' life hacks. They've never once proven to be innovative. This is a piece of genius, right? Okay, so this morning, instead of putting on my jeans, I put on some running shorts, right? So I don't have to wear a mask outside because under the law, you you don't have to wear a mask if you're exercising. Not how it works. And so because I've got the shorts on... At any point, if a cop comes up, I'll just say, oh, can't you see? I'm in my exercise gear. Oh, I'm exercising. I suspect the cop will see through your cunning ruse, Charles. And, and maybe your shorts. What kind of shorts are that <laughs> indicative of, like, exercise? Don't show us oh, no God. Oh, no. Not the double pin stripe, Charles. You look oh, like a year yeah, eight kid. stripes. You're going to go play I've some handball legs. later? Yeah. I think they'll just beguile the cops with my sexy legs. I think you'll get arrested for an indecent display. And I think that's probably the the best outcome. Coming up on the show, we have an incredible interview with Australian of the Year Grace Tame, uh, who just blew us away. We really were rendered quite speechless throughout the you, entire thing. Well, you were, you, you were. Yeah, you I were I think I left my body for about twenty minutes and then came back <laughs> into it. Um, but yeah, she's an incredible, incredible interviewee, and um, you should really listen to the whole thing. Just want to point out as well, it's only an excerpt that we've published here. In this episode, the full interview is available in your feed below this episode. So if you want to listen to it later in the day, please go ahead. Uh, plus, uh, John Delmenico, uh, one of our writers, uh, has has been quoted on news.com.au and he's used it Finally. to sort of create a bit of a, well, a bit of a chaser stunt, really. So so that's coming up before the Grace Time interview because, of course, that's the correct order to do things. And that's also we strange. wanted you to stick around. Yeah, we're hooking you forward. But first, let's go to Rebecca Dana-Muno in the Chaser Newsroom. Beloved children's entertainers The Wiggles came under fire yesterday from Senator Matt Canavan, who threw a tantrum after the group added four new members that weren't white guys. A petition has since begun online calling for The Wiggles to change their lineup and replace the big red car with an electric red car just to see how mad Matt Canavan would get. Gladys Berejiklian has admitted that yesterday's COVID numbers were shredded by her office. She said shredding the terrible numbers was a complete accident, just like the way she accidentally shredded a whole lot of documents that the Corruption Commission in New South Wales had requested. But experts say it is no accident the Delta variant has shredded her credibility. The Prime Minister has accused the Labor Party of trying to undermine the government during every step of the pandemic. The complaint was made by Scott Morrison, a man who has never made a mistake when it comes to vaccines, quarantine, JobKeeper and lockdowns. That's the latest Chaser news you can't trust. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Channel 7's latest cooking show, The Government's Hottest Takes, sees your favourite parliamentarians going head-to-head in a bid to spice up their press coverage with the worst flavours. I no longer recognise the country that I grew up in. So in the news headlines, we had a joke about the Wiggles changing their big red car to the big electric car to annoy Senator Matt Canavan. And that's because of a tweet that he wrote about the Wiggles when they added four new members and became more diverse. He said, you go woke, you go broke. Now, one of our writers, John, actually tweeted that joke about the electric car, and it went very viral. Not only that, it was actually picked up by news.com.au and put into an article. John thought he'd use that situation to create a little bit of havoc on their homepage. Hey, John. Hi. So what did the tweet actually say? So last night, before I went to bed, I tweeted out a joke about uh, Matt Canavan. Mm-hmm. I tweeted out um, petition to get the Wiggles to replace the big red car with an electric red car to yeah. see how mad Matt Canavan gets. <laughs> Great tweet. Good tweet. And I woke up this morning and it was doing quite well. And then it came to my attention that that was because News Corp embedded it in an article, which means it links straight to it from if you're looking at their news article about what Matt Canavan said. Oh, yeah. So you scroll down the page and there's your embedded tweet. So it's actually like a little screenshot of On Twitter. On news.com.au. Yeah, right. On news.com.au. Yeah. And luckily, because they embedded it, it updates to show what the tweet looks like at the current time you're looking at it, oh, including your name. I see. So I changed my name to Fuck Off Murdoch. <laughs> 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 then um, before we retweet it from the Chase So account, I thought I'd get yeah. in a quick listen to the Chaser Report. Oh, thanks. Nice. As a one-two Good. punch. Assuming oh, that when we, re- when we tweeted it from the um, Chaser account, it would then get uh, get off the, um, off the yeah, article. Take it, take it down. That didn't yeah. work. So then, <laughs> Is it still up? Yeah, so instead of doing my actual job, <laughs> I decided to just turn this into a Chaser stunt and see how far I can push it. Well, thank fuck, honestly, because we've been starved for stunt opportunities. Yeah, we can't the house. It's impressive. What are, what are some of the ones you put out? So next I put out um, pay tax Murdochy fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I um, decided to plug some of our old stuff. So the Koshy's nipples hashtag and the fairy, <laughs> and said fairy bread is cancelled. <laughs> oh, fun and memories. Then, oh, classic. And then Gabby uh, came in with a great suggestion for Captain Featherhaw. I can't believe you did that one. Yeah, that's when I realised that this looks bad to people who don't know what my thread is because then it's just my Twitter name for everything that, that, that Yeah, everyone I've thinks tweeted. you're the captain. <laughs> so, then I, so then that inspired me to go down a route of different weird jokes. So then I feel like this might be one of the best ones. Choo Choo Chugga Chugga Murdoch Band. John, <laughs> you're a columnist for news.com.au. You should invoice them. Back off Murdoch. Yeah, you're right. I've just looked up the website. This is great. All publicity is good publicity, boys. Coming up this week on the latest episode of The Government's Hottest Takes, political hopeful and guest judge Pete Evans shows our contestants how to slow cook a conspiracy. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Our guest on this episode of The Chaser Report is Grace Tame, the 2021 Australian of the Year. She's an advocate for survivors of sexual assault, particularly those who, like Grace herself, were abused in institutional settings. Previously, the law in Tasmania prevented victims of sexual assault from speaking out about their experience, even though the media could do so and the perpetrator could do so. But Grace campaigned to get that changed. We had a long conversation with Grace and we've placed the whole of it in your feed for today below this episode. So if you want to go and hear that conversation, please go ahead and do so. So what follows is an excerpt of our conversation with the amazing Grace Tame. Grace, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you guys for having me. What's it like being Australian of the Year when about half the country is in lockdown and you can't actually go and visit most of it? Well, um, it's I don't really have any uh, anything to compare it to, I suppose. Um, <laughs> You know what's being the Australian of the Year in any circumstances? Yeah. Well, what what do you do? What do I do? That's a great question. No, <laughs> I do an awful lot of talking to people, not just you know in, in the context of public speaking, but you know advocacy behind the scenes, privately talking with survivors, but also meeting with relevant policy and decision makers. You know, members of both political parties or all political parties, I should say. There's more than just two, and working towards uh, creating actual structural change because there are a lot of resources out there that currently exist that are specifically for survivor support. But in terms of actual structural change, which, as we all know, is the the real thing that we need to achieve in order for change to stay um, and be permanent, you know, there's, there's, there's not a lot of organisations out there that are geared towards that. So my partner Max and I are in the final stages of establishing our foundation, the sole purpose of that foundation, which will, will be to pursue structural change. And our sort of initial campaign, I suppose, is a campaign to achieve national standardised definitions. So currently we've got, including the Commonwealth, nine different jurisdictions and as such we've got nine very different definitions of grooming, for instance. And, in fact, in some jurisdictions grooming isn't even defined at all. We also have nine different definitions of consent and we wonder why we're using milkshakes to try to teach people (laughs) about it. We also have nine different definitions of sexual intercourse and this is an interesting one because... In those nine different definitions, to be really crude, some of them are just uh, straight like penis entering the vagina. In other definitions, it includes penetration by a foreign object or other part of the body. So we can see in those straight definitions, the LGBTQIA plus community are completely left out. We also have nine different definitions of what a child is, so what the age of a child is, and then nine different definitions of what the age of consent to sex is. So in some cases, you've got children who are able to consent to sex. And it is important to note that, of course, we don't want to be punishing kids who are in consensual relationships, who are, you know, 16, 17, 18, that sort of bracket. But there are ways to create carve-outs that prevent those unfair punishments from actually happening. But the point is, 
is that there's this glaring inconsistency across the nation. And that inconsistency stops us from being able to properly understand each of these things, which therefore impedes our ability to educate the public about them. That's our first campaign. (laughs) uh, uh, It's funny because we actually came uh, up against this definitional weirdness um, a couple of months ago. I love that description, definitional weirdness. Because, And I won't describe the case, but you might be able to guess. (laughs) There was a whole argy-bargy about uh, upskirting, right? So that is a defined legal concept in in each state but they all have different definitions for it Mm. in each state and the ones in queensland the actual definition is so badly our lawyer said to us this is such a badly drafted piece of legislation that if someone down pants you without consent then that is not the same as upskirting and it doesn't fall within the legislation of what upskirting is that has caused a lot of problems for a lot of people um and i'm sure you might be able to work out what I'm talking about. Well, that, because I actually, so what is upskirting? It's taking photos of women without their consent, usually women without their consent, yeah. um, from below. From, from below. below. It is a form of sexual assault. Yeah, and, and, also, yeah I, and it's only, it's a very, very recent concept in the court of law. Okay. Mm. I was, I was going to say, I felt really ignorant. No, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's. I haven't heard the term and I'm so glad you defined it for me because in my mind, I'm upskirting. I'm thinking this is a carpentry. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's like a joist. No, <laughs> it's board. That, I think that might be the definition in Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> We're that far behind. Uh. So. <laughs> So you've got to get all of the legal side of things harmonised so that we're all working off the same page. Yes. But then I guess there's a question of how do we change behaviours? And the debate that we've had since you became Australian of the Year has focused a lot on this how you actually change people's actions. What do you think we need to do on that front? We really need to be um, open, honest and raw, which is obviously hard to do like on a national stage. For instance, you know, not only did I not have a a very long time when I made my acceptance speech um, at the Australian of the Year Awards, but it's also, it's hard to get that graphic uh, in that context um, and even, you know, when I had a lot longer to talk at the, the press club in March, I didn't go into a lot of the gory details. And there's a merit to that because obviously, you know, we need to protect ourselves and I didn't want the media to sensationalise things because there's sensationalism and then there's honesty. Um, but I think it's really about opening people's eyes to just how um, how insidious sex crimes are Um, but more so than anything, um, really, really honing in on the psychological manipulation that underpins them. That's our real knowledge gap. Um, These terms like grooming and coercive control and indeed upskirting are still very new terms and our understanding of those things is still lacking. Um, And I think that we need to keep the conversation going around those things. Because that's not really how the media reports on these sorts of crimes, is it? They they sort of tend to focus on the sort of violent details, which is actually not really necessarily... It's the tip of the iceberg, you know, Mm. in in so many cases. You know, it's in my case, the grooming, the psychological manipulation went on for a period of months, but there are a lot of cases where the grooming is, you know, done over a period of years, Um, And also there's the fact that the psychological impacts of 
those sorts of, you know, those forms of manipulation last long after the abuse itself stops. The cognitive dissonance remains, the the shame and the guilt. It's a it's an ongoing thing. Mm. Um and 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 a lot of trauma, especially that you experience as a child, can lie dormant in you because you as a child, there's a thing like where we we're exposed to so much shit um, <laughs> that after a point you just you just stop being surprised by it and it does it becomes normal you are desensitized often not until we are much older and have life experience in which to contextualize the things that happened when we didn't have a frame of reference that we realize just how bad they are you know for me it's only been in the last four five years that I've had conversations with people and shared details often I do this to Max inadvertently like I'll just say something that's that I've processed or that I hear in my head all the time you know that's just a detail of the abuse and I'll say it out loud really off the cuff and Max will have a visceral reaction to it like it's and that makes me sort of like I feel a little bit it's not like self-pity, but it's like, you know, it's confronting when somebody else reacts in that way. It sounds like there's a deprogramming that happens yeah, uh, it as is. part of the recovery process. In terms of, of providing support and um, counselling and all the uh, psychological um, assistance, uh, where are we with that? Are we miles off where we need to be to help people who've been through this? Um, well, again, it's it's hard to measure. The problem that we're facing at the moment is we're sort of seeing a, a mass, like an en masse disclosure where, for instance, my speech triggered Brittany Higgins to come forward and so on and so on. There have been lots of reports by Lifeline and, and other such helplines sharing that they're experiencing an unprecedented number of calls and requests. And I too, personally, I get disclosures that I, I can't, the, the volume of them is, yeah. you know, it's, it's constant. You know, how can we adequately measure at this stage so early on in this shift from total silence? Yeah you know, to sort of this explosion of people coming forward. How do we measure something adequately that we have been conditioned for so long to believe is unspeakable? Mm. There are so many hidden cases still. And sadly, we'll, we'll never know how many never actually reach that point of feeling ready to disclose their experience. Can I just say, as a woman watching another woman around my age make the speech that you made and win the award and the acclaim that you have for like it's just like I just think you're fucking incredible and I think (laughs) what you have done for not only just women worldwide but what particularly in this country I do you think that there that there is a genuine issue with not only how we treat the terms of sexual assault there not being consistency with how it's discussed but also just the fact that women in particular are so used to just repressing these oh. horrible things. And also we're not educating the boys of this country to also create equilibrium between um, gendered violence and everything. I, I just, yeah, I it, I love you so much, but, yeah, I just. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. And you've said some very kind things. I uh, don't know if I'd uh, describe myself in the same way, but I'll. Uh... It's all right. That's, that's what we're for. <laughs> I'm supposed to be getting better at taking compliments, so thank you. I understand. <laughs>
Just a reminder that the rest of that conversation with Grace Tame is available in your podcast feed below today's episode. She has a lot more to say about all kinds of things, including the prospects of action from this government. Check it out. We love talking to her. Thank you so much to Grace for her time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you haven't caught up on this week's episode of The Government's Hottest Takes, you can do it on 7 Plus or Facebook or Twitter or the TV or even your local newspaper. This Groundhog Day has to end. Yeah, we're definitely fucked. Charles and Gabby, some very, very good news before we go. Qantas mm-hmm. is encouraging vaccination when the big competition to give away not only uh, frequent flyer points and status credits and stuff like that, but a year's worth of flights. Yes, if you go up and upload your vaccination certificate, you can actually get a year's worth of flights. Isn't that exciting? Can you use it for... Where to? Yeah, any year, like 2026. Uh, Where the fuck can you go? You can't go. You're not allowed. It's illegal. It's illegal to get to the airport. It's it's um, a year's worth of domestic flights. And then once borders open, you can go on international routes as well. Um, if you want to. And if you get allowed <laughs> back into the country. This is like the best prize I can possibly imagine. Are you telling me that even this, COVID has ruined even this, Charles? Yes, I, I am. I'm just literally saying, and it, and they knew, Qantas management knew that it's a scam. They just went, well, how much should we price that as? Oh, that'll cost us about 100 bucks. Yeah, people will just go to Melbourne and then yeah. go, oh, yeah. Yeah, that. It was scary. <laughs> I don't like flying. Like you can't even travel domestically. We won't be allowed into Western Australia till at least 2030. Can you imagine? It'll be like a flight to anywhere you want except Western Australia. That's what the price oh, yeah, Actually, that be. is pretty good. Yeah, I don't mind that. I wonder if the rest of the country would accept a flight to Sydney. Oh, Fuck no. Oh, yeah. Ever That's again. Not, this, these borders aren't opening until... Um, Charles and I have probably passed away, let's be honest. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I sometimes think about the long-term effects of tourism mm. here now. And even after uh, hopefully all of this is gone, can you imagine the next tourism campaign for Sydney? I actually just think it'll be somebody begging. <laughs> Please come. Please come. Please, Please. Oh God, we're so sorry. Please be our friend again. We're so sick of all the other Sydney-siders. <laughs> we just want someone foreign for once. <laughs> You can leave us a five-star review if you wish on Apple Podcasts or any number of stars, but we do encourage five. Uh, today's code word is... Grace Tame, Australian of the Year. Get Grace Tame on more. I think that's the uh, that's the key takeaway from that conversation. Um, our gear is thanks to Road Microphones and we're part of the Acast Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow when, sadly, we won't have any Australians of the Year, but we will have an episode. Yeah. We'll have worst Australians of the Year. We'll get Steve War.